Hello and welcome to Worship Matters, the podcast that deals with the intricacies of planning worship with and for your faith community. I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries at Discipleship Ministries, a general agency of the United Methodist Church located in Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast has been developed to discuss ways to plan worship experiences using the common lectionary along with acknowledging other special days and events throughout the liturgical year. Our goal is always to assist you in creating corporate worship celebrations that are engaging, relevant, and adaptable to your church setting. However, during these days of social distancing and leading online worship and worship at home, we have endeavored to provide conversations that share the challenges of producing online worship and finding ways to help congregations stay engaged and feel connected, even from a distance. A recurring question facing many church leaders, worship teams, and pastors is how do we help our congregations get the full experience of Advent worship from home? Though many churches are open with restrictions, there are many families who are not yet ready to gather in the church buildings and yet want to maintain a fully engaged Advent worship at home. So what can churches do and what can families do to help provide this experience? So as I thought about who might help me consider this question, there was only one person who seemed to me to be the obvious choice. Her expertise is not only due to the fact that she has listened to me preach for over 30 years, but also that she raised two children with at-home experiences of faith from the time they were little until now, when they carry on some of those experiences in their own homes. So who else but my wife of 40 years, LaDonna. Well, say hi to the people, LaDonna. Hi, LaDonna. Oh, no, you say hi, people. That's what you're supposed to say. Oh, hi, hi, people. Very good. That worked. (laughs) (laughs) Let me introduce her a little more formally. LaDonna Riddle-Weber, that's her working name. It sounds more formal. Is working as a librarian at the Scarrett Bennett Center here in Nashville. But she also does online teaching of library cataloging to folks from all over the country and even beyond the country. Now, of course, due to the coronavirus, our office building is closed and the entire discipleship ministry staff is working remotely. So we're all at home. So LaDonna and I are recording this podcast from our home. She's downstairs with the dog and I'm upstairs in my home office. So we're trying to make this work here at home. So we'll see how it goes. So I just wanted to ask her to share from her experience, our experience together, a little bit about how we bring worship home. We've done it for years, of course, in our house, but but this one's a little different. So how can we capture that experience? So let me just give her some space to, to share whatever's on her mind. So LaDonna, tell us a little bit about what worship at home means to you, and then especially about your memories and ideas for Advent worship. I don't know if you remember this or not, but one of our first purchases as a married couple was an Advent wreath that we are still using. Um, I do remember. I think it's from Abbey Press, wasn't it? Yeah, it it seems like that was right. Um, But it's a real nice, heavy, um, must be brass or something like that. So it has moved with us what we're on. We just finished Move 21. In 40 years? Yep. Yeah. It's a contest, people. 
yeah, well, welcome to the itinerant ministry. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, so we've used it even before we had children. Um, and usually what we did was after worship service, the kids and I had come home and then you'd toddle along whenever. And we would light the candle on Sunday before Sunday uh, dinner or lunch or whatever you want to call that meal. Um, now, as a kid, I don't remember. The only thing I really remember bringing home from Sunday school, you know, those little cards where you put in a dime or a nickel or whatever. It seems yeah. like we always had one of those Lent, Advent. So, you know. There you go. That's my experience. And I don't remember having Advent calendars. Although I know that you're disturbed about that Advent calendar at Costco that has the wine and beer. Yeah, that one bothered day. me. <laughs> Chocolate, chocolate's bad enough. But <laughs> when you start handing out little bottles of alcohol every day, that, I don't know. Yeah, that's not right. Anyway, so... With the kids, I think um, one of the things we tried to do was show them that it wasn't just Sunday, that it was all week. So the Advent wreath with the candles was always in the dining room. We didn't light it every day. We just lit it on Sundays usually. But um, And then we usually used whatever we could find off of discipleship ministry usually. Um, the website as far as prayers and things for each week. So that's kind of where well, some, we went. Sometimes you use the one that I used at, at church. We right. I printed it out and we brought it home and we did it again uh, closer. So there was that connection. Part of, part of what I remember we're trying to do is we're trying to extend that experience. You know, right. What we did together on Sunday morning and then what we did as a family at home. And then we really never did um, calendars, Advent calendars with the kids. But there are all kinds of ideas out there. I, you know, as soon as we started talking about doing this, you know, I'm a librarian. Sorry, I got to have information. So um, I went out to see what was available out there. And it's, it's not just the Advent calendars you can buy now. But there are all kinds of ideas for making your own. And the whole idea of reverse Advent calendars where you don't get something, you either do something or give something. I thought that was really cool too. Um, and they're, they're all over the place. I'm sure Pinterest has a zillion of them. Um, I mean, we have the, that little Santa that has the, the numbers for the days so that you count down. And I was thinking you could do something like that for the days of Advent, rather than having a Santa Claus have something else. I don't know what you would have, but um, so there are all kinds of ideas out there. So one of, one of the things that, that I remember was the space. You talked about the wreath that we had, mm -hmm. and it was, it was the wreath that created the space. We put it on the dining table, and then it was there, not just for the Sunday meal when we did that, but throughout the week. It stayed and, and was a reminder that we're in this season. So if you were thinking now as a church and and the difference now is we don't necessarily have the Sunday morning experience there because some folks are still not going to worshiping online and all of that. So 
Um, so they're creating their space at home. And I, and I really think that creating a space is important to maintain worship at home. Um, we get pretty casual. Even you and I get kind of casual now as we watch Sunday worship on our TV. We have a smart TV, and we, so we can log on to the to the live stream. And I found myself sometimes reading the paper during church. That's not something I would sit in a pew and do, but now I'm doing that at home. Uh, we have this inclination. I was speaking with a pastor friend who, who, when they began to talk about maybe coming back, there were church members resisting that, not because of the virus, but because they enjoyed being able to multitask during worship. They, some of them were doing their dishes or, or, or reading the paper or whatever else it was. So, so some way of focusing, I think, is important. So maybe uh, whether it's an Advent wreath that you purchase or, or create, maybe the church could get together and, and create a sample that they then email out that people print out or, or design or a, a way of creating that. So, so once you have the space, then maybe that helps focus a little bit. I mean, I remember sometimes we had trouble getting the kids because we were about to eat focused on, <laughs> on the candles and yet having something to look at and something to do as they got a little older, they got to light the candles too. So they were participating there too. So, so it's both a, a, a something to see, but also something to do. Um, there's the ritual action of lighting the candles. And then when they got even older, then they could read as we pass around the sheet that we printed out either from church or from some other place. So, so everybody's kind of participating in, in the midst of that. Well, and the church that we attend here in Nashville, um, they always start out even before Advent, have started out saying, you know, set up your space, have a candle, light a candle as we go on and all that. So we've got a candle that we always forget to light um, (laughs) next to the uh, television. And I was thinking that that's where the Advent wreath could come. And, you know, a lot of churches have various families light the candles each time. So it's just kind of taking that only you're doing it at home all the time. Um, I was maybe for, for the churches that have the capability, you know, have a family record themselves doing it at home and then stream it for everybody else. I know not every church is able to do something like that, but, but to have those that can, so you see different faces. So it's not just the same face, not just the pastor or the worship leader, but but there's a variety of people doing it in their own home. And well, and reminding people that that they're a part of the group, that they're the part of the congregation. Right. You know? Yeah, we're connected. It's a, yeah. it's a bigger body. That's what we sometimes forget when we worship online or, or watch it on a screen, that we think it's just us and the people on the screen. We don't have the long pew of other people. We don't have a room full of people we can look around and see. And so we forget that. Yeah, that's why I like when they do the passing of the peace at the church that we're attending or watching or whatever you want to call it. Occasionally, it'll be the an entire Sunday school class. So you have a bunch yeah. of people who can't seem to talk together, but they all pass <laughs> the peace. And that's really fun to see. Unison talking or singing is even worse on Zoom is so hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> people just are all over the place. But one of the things that occurs to me that if if you're the worship leader of this church, 
and you're still streaming your services, uh, and I hope you are, even if you are back in person, to continue the streaming because you're picking up new people. But, but give yourself the time to tell people to get ready for worship. You know, we just sometimes we just launch into it, the called worship, but say, let's create the space if you have a candle, you know, and, and, and give them a little space because they're all sitting there going, oh, I forgot the candle. They have to get up and go get it by the time they come back. They're they're on to something else. So give some space, um, some time to create the space uh, as as you're starting that worship service, so that everybody has their own thing there at home. Yeah, well, and and incorporated into everyday life too is you know just leave it wherever you know we talked about the we used to leave the candles in the dining room. Well, now leave it by the television or wherever. So that it's it's part of or the computer yeah. screen is yeah. part of your awareness of the season, right? Just like doing the advent calendars, and then I saw okay now for something completely different. So I saw this really cute idea somewhere, and I can't remember now where. But you know the elf on the shelf, mm-hmm. you know the little idea of every night he's doing something different. I think it's kind of creepy, but go ahead. Yes. Okay, well it might be. Um, (laughs) but I saw an idea where you do the same sort of thing, but with the nativity set. Now we've always made sure that Jesus wasn't in the nativity set until Christmas morning. And of course, mom has to run around before Christmas breakfast, trying to remember where to put the, the little Jesus's, but that's another thing. But anyway, what they, they were saying is take. Joseph and Mary, and if you have a donkey, then then throughout Advent, they make their way through the house to eventually end up in the um, in the nativity set. Yeah, the manger. Yeah, so you'd have your shepherds so there. There's a progression as you go. Yeah, yeah. And, and so every day, especially now, you know, if the kids are home all the time, it's, it's an activity that we can do, try to find where's Jesus or where's Joseph and Mary now? How close have they gotten? And then, um, now I don't know if you know this or not, but I used to do the same sort of thing with the wise men. Yeah. The wise men would start off in the east somewhere, and then by Epiphany, they would make it to the nativity set. You always had to figure out which way was east in the house, but... Yeah. Well, and one... We have a lot of nativity sets. That's part of why you have to remember all the baby Jesus. I don't know what the plural of Jesus is, but I have to remember to get them all out and where all the nativity sets are. But I remember one that we have has trees. Uh, it's a crystal one, I think, and you had some crystal trees. And, yeah. and so the wise men came through the trees. I remember they traveled in. Yep. But, but the point of this is, is that there's this progression. We're building up to something. Um, not just Christmas necessarily, but the experience of of going to uh, going to worship in this space, and and our whole place is taken over um, with this experience as as the family perhaps moves through the house. Right. That's that's why I was intrigued by your idea of the reverse Advent calendar because that's every day. That's not just once a week. So every day you you pause and you stop and and you think, okay. Do I say a prayer today? Do I read a scripture today? Do I make a donation today? Do you know? Uh, do I do some research today? What what could I do 
that brings me back into that worship space with that. And here's something I think if the worship team uh, was preparing that now, so that by the end of this month, Advent starts the last Sunday, November, uh, the end of this month, they they can email those out to everybody. So everybody's doing the same thing. You know, again, it's it's the doing it together, even while we're apart, that I think helps create the sense of corporate worship in the midst right. of that. But what else, what else would you, you, what would, else would you like to receive from the church uh, to help you worship at home? If there were things that they could give you or ideas that they could give you, what, what else comes to your mind with that? Well, one of them is, is help with the kids. Um, you know, I can't, our kids are grown up and moved away. But if I had little kids at home, then I would like, uh, and I, I know the church we're attending is doing this, but, but like a weekly lesson or um, devotional for that particular candle on the, on the wreath. And then two ideas on how to make a wreath. You know, if you don't have one already, mm-hmm. sure you can buy them from Cokesbury for twenty dollars or so. But, but some ideas about putting one together with just stuff I have at the house. You know, tea lights or votive mm-hmm. candles or whatever, or pieces of cardboard with a little flame on them or something. I whatever. A little um, flame drawn on that little flame, yeah. piece of the cardboard. Another that would color. not be a good thing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, I said that wrong. <laughs> We're not burning people's houses down just because of that. <laughs> well, and that's something to remember too, is you know, if you have a, a smaller house and active little kids around and a dog with a big wavy tail, you may not want to do the candles. So if if the children's department were to send me ideas that don't involve flame, you know, that's, that'd be good. <laughs> or, or, or flowers or, or, you know, yeah. some leaves, you could get four different color leaves and, and put them around in a circle or something like that. It, we sometimes get tied into uh, the specific things that we've always used, but, but now's the time to be creative, be as creative as we can and, and figure out how I can mark the time and and yet not go overboard with, with specific kinds of things, but just to find a way of, of marking the time and gathering people together and creating that space and allowing things to happen in in the midst of that. I, I like the idea of a of a story or a devotion or something like that 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 is in addition to the liturgy of the candle or, or whatever you're going to do. If you, you read that sort of a formal kind of liturgy and then you have a story time, maybe after dinner, if you do it around dinner time or, or maybe at bedtime or something like that. I think one of the keys that's coming out in our conversation is that worship at home doesn't need to be confined to an hour on Sunday morning. You know, you can do 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there and five minutes there, you know, just spread it out. And if you talk about the Advent calendars, then every day you create that space, morning devotions. I know some families are very diligent about having devotions with their families together, but many are not. And so this would be, you know, for a short period of time, for the season of Advent, 
So you're not locking yourselves into forever, but for these weeks, you're going to set aside time every day as a family around the specific themes. And well, and it seems like that would be good too for like a youth department. I mean, there are things you can do, crafty things and hands-on stuff with little kids, but you get into the high school years and, you know, there's an awful lot of eye rolling to start with, but, but if the, the youth leaders could send out a daily devotion that the family could do together, it can't be too long, right. you know, cause, um, teenagers, but just, <laughs> we went through that. Mike, our teenagers were wonderful. If they're yeah. listening, there were days that they were but, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, just something short where you know the the family can sit down and just read a passage or whatever. So I think one of the things to remember is if it's if it's programming staff at a church that's preparing this stuff to send to the families, is that don't forget the youth group. Right. Don't forget the the high schoolers. And well, then too, let them, let them pick. I you know, if if a group of high schoolers went through and found YouTube videos of of Christmassy songs that or yeah. or adventy kind of songs that talked about these themes and and the whole family sat and watched this video, you know. And it may not be the kind of music that the parents would want to listen to most of the time, but for that, you know, 10 minutes they could do that, you know, and be be connected in that. They could watch that together and maybe hear a message in a in a format, in a style that they'd never experienced before. Yeah. Maybe something open up like that. Well, and that's a good idea is getting the the kids themselves involved in planning it for the whole group. You know, yeah. if you spend this next month saying if the youth leader says, find me videos and stuff and then puts it together and sends it out for Advent, that'd be great. An Advent playlist. Yeah, there you go. You could could say, okay, these are the songs that that talk about these themes, and whether the themes are hope or joy or love or peace or or whatever structure you use, if you use our series, The Company's Coming, that that talks about the struggles that we're having in the world around us, but that, that, that there's hope in the midst of that, and not only hope, but I want to be a part of the group that helps make ready uh, for what's coming. And, and, and there are songs that, that do that. They may not even be Christmas songs, but they may be general songs. But they, but they speak of that desire um, and, and challenge the young people in the church to, to find, listen for those messages and the stuff that they listen to all the time. And then make sure that they share it with the rest of the congregation, not just the families with youth. Right, exactly. Everybody, everybody should see that. And because here again, everybody loves a, a youth Sunday. Um, some of them love it because they know it's only once a year, <laughs> but some of them love it because of the energy and, and the new way of thinking about it. And so you're not going to have a youth Sunday, uh, probably, but, but you could have the youth design something that gets sent out. And, and so at your home, you're, you're hearing a message maybe through song, maybe through videos, maybe through, you know, words that they write, uh, you're letting them lead. And I, I think that's an important thing. So, so at all levels, whether you're talking about the children, let the children's department help create some stuff, let the youth uh, create some stuff, and then, and then older adults. What are the older adults doing? Because um, there are many of them that will be at home by themselves because families can't travel. And so 
So how can they be connected to the body, the family of the church? I think that's that's one of the issues that churches are are facing now. How do I keep my single folks, widows and widowers, or, or just individuals on their own? How do I keep them connected to the body? And and sometimes it's through things that we send that said this was created by a young person. Uh, it may not be your style, but listen to it as if you were listening to them, as if you were creating space for them. Um, so we have that multi-generational kind of approach. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like I, the Spotify list now is just kind of, you could do yeah, something I think, really. I think we should create a playlist, an advent yeah. playlist. But no, you know, if you're talking families, there's no grandma got run over by a reindeer. No, 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 no. Christmas song. Oh, okay. But songs that speak of these themes, and they may be seasonal things, but but more importantly, I think, do they do they speak to us of the hope uh, of the incarnation? Do they open up to us the possibilities that Christ has in store? So I think part of what what we're saying um, is that. The church needs to be engaged with families at home somehow. And one of the questions you may want to ask in an email or or a letter, newsletter, whatever you have, a Zoom call, phone tree, whatever you use to communicate with your people, you may want to ask, what do you need? What could you use uh, from us? And, and then give them some ideas. Here are some things that we've thought of, but maybe you have some other. And let the let the people at home respond back and say, well, I'd really like this, or, or this would be helpful, or or I have trouble with this area. And so, but then, but then to identify some specific areas for their worship at home. One is space. You got to create a space that's uh, maybe not dedicated only to worship, um, but but it reminds them of that. And so you're creating that space. Number two is it is that there's a ritual action. There's something you got to do rather than just sitting and watching. Whether it's lighting candles or reading scripture to one another or reading stories or singing or whatever it is. Some families like to sing together. Others are not as good at it. So they, that's not a, appealing to them, but, but some sort of ritual action. And then something that connects them to the wider congregation, their own church family, something they've received from the church that they can then use in their family worship that reminds them that there's this larger body out there. Um, so something that connects them to their church. But then I also think something that connects them to the world. That's why I want to come back again to the reverse Advent calendar idea that says, that says not only do I do things for my own well-being or the well-being of my family, those in the household, but something that makes a difference in the world. Maybe it's a donation that I give to someone else, or maybe it's a letter that I write to, to somebody I know. Um, one of the things that you've always done or have done many times anyway, particularly around Thanksgiving time, is you've remembered somebody from your past uh, who was important to you and you sent them a letter. Are you you still doing that? Yeah, not as often because all the people who were important to me seem to be dying off, but that's okay. That's um, get old like us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, at Thanksgiving, you know, it's about giving thanks. So I always send a thank you note to somebody, um, my orchestra leader in, in high school, that sort of thing. But the, the whole reverse, um, 
for making your own advent calendar, that would be a good thing for there. You know, yeah. a random note to whoever. Yeah. Who can I who can I say thank you to directly? And who right. can I say thank you to God for? You know, right. I think think of this as another Christmas without my parents and without your parents and so but I still want to say thank you to God for for all that they did for me. And so it's a remembrance of that. But not just my family, but but those beyond churches that we've served and and loved and people who've touched our lives uh, along the way. Uh, here close to All Saints Day, we're remembering all of those who have touched our lives. And part of the important thing I think about at-home worship at this time of uh, in this crisis that's going on here is that it's got to be connected to something bigger than just what's going on at home. We can right. become very small, very insular, very inward looking if we're not careful. And so whatever pulls us out and the church can help us do that, can help us remember uh, that there's a world out there. Um, there's the world of the church, but then there's a wider world out there too. So our worship includes that. When we gather in our space and here in Nashville, it's just you and me sitting in our chairs watching the worship service. But we also know that our daughter's uh, connected to worship and our son is connected to worship in another place. And, and there are many others around the world. We are gathering with the whole world uh, in that moment. And whatever we can do to help us remember that. And all of us are leaning into the hope that Advent is all about. That's, that's the, the message that we're leaning for. So churches find ways to help people make this transition. The, the reality is not everybody's going to be able to come. Not everybody's going to feel comfortable. No matter how far along you are in the opening of the church, there are people who are still going to worship at home. So, so let's, let's be connected to them. Let's assist them. Let's help them. Let's let Advent leak out of the church building into the community, into the homes around us. Well, I want to say thank you to everyone for joining us today. We hope that this podcast has been helpful to you. I want to say thank you to my wife, because I have to go downstairs in a minute and talk to her face to face. And she's going to say, she may say, don't ever do that again. I don't know. Or this may become a regular feature. The Derek and LaDonna show. We'll see. I don't know. But we hope that you've enjoyed this time. So remember, you can always find more information about worship and Advent worship and worship at home at our website, umcdiscipleship.org. And so until next time, we will be praying for and with you and your congregation. So may God continue to bless your worship ministry as you continue to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.